Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, and welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, Chelsea Messenger. Drop me a line, drop me a meme, whatever you want to send me, something appropriate, of course. And also, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on YouTube streaming live if you want to watch the show, if you're just listening on the radio. Uh, that's also an option. We also appreciate your feedback on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. If you use the hashtag Parlay Radio on Twitter, we might use your question, your comment on air today. We always appreciate that. We've got a great show for you guys today, starting off with college football. It's almost here. It's right around the corner. Who gets in the top four spots in the college football playoff? Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma were the teams last year. Is it the same old, same old? Is it Alabama again? Is it Clemson again? Uh, what about those final two spots? Do we see a team from the Big Ten? They've been shut out for the past two seasons. Does Ohio State get in? Does Michigan get in? I know Harbaugh would love that. Probably needs to beat Ohio State first, but that's another issue. What about Texas football? Are they finally back? And what about Georgia? The Bulldogs, they probably have to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game to get in just because they play in the SEC East. Meanwhile, Alabama, they play in the SEC West, so they can probably lose a game or two. Well, probably one. Uh, but their path is a little bit easier. What about other teams? Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts, can he get it done? And also today, NFL win totals for the Steelers and the Jaguars. You know who's been getting a lot of preseason hype? The Cleveland Browns. You know who sees that? The Pittsburgh Steelers. You know what? The Browns have not won their division since 1989. That was before Baker Mayfield was even born, let alone chugging beers at a baseball game. Meanwhile, the Steelers, you know what? They've won six Super Bowls. You can't count them out. Also talking the Jaguars. We're also talking MLB Daily Picks. We've got a great show. After the break, college football. Stay with us on Picks and Parlays Radio. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me here every day. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Chelsea Messenger, just my name. We also appreciate feedback on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find. Let's start off today's show with college football. We're talking the top four 
in the college football playoff. Craig Trapp is here to talk college football with us. It's that time of year. <laughs> it's, it's that time of year, and the odds makers are not giving away money, as they say. And this year, the odds are crazy on these favorites. Alabama, Clemson, both minus 600. Well, for a good reason. When it yeah. comes to college football, recruiting is the name of the game, and talent is a big issue. It's not like the NFL, where talent is spread evenly. In college football, these two teams have been recruiting at the top of the nation for the past several years, and it shows on the field, even if they have some injuries. We did talk about Alabama. If they lose Jalen Hurts, I mean, not Jalen Hurts, excuse me, Tua. Tua, yeah. Jalen yeah, Hurts. Tua, if, if he goes down, now Jalen Hurts isn't that option. He's, of course, at Oklahoma. Right. Uh, but minus 600 is just, you know, it's not something I would suggest. But even Georgia, even money uh, to get the Georgia Bulldogs, obviously the easier side of the SEC, but even money. And then, uh, man, after that, it, it goes up pretty heavily. You got Michigan plus 225, Ohio State plus 275. So uh, the Big Ten hasn't had a representative the last two years in the playoffs. So Ohio State got uh, left out both years uh, but then after that Oklahoma plus 275 everybody else is 450 or higher so let's talk about Georgia a little bit what does it take uh, for them to get in the top four because obviously the SEC uh, there's some cannibalism there if you will I know they play in the SEC East which means their schedule is a little bit easier but it still comes down to probably the SEC championship and they're gonna have to beat Alabama probably because I don't see a one win or a one loss Georgia team getting in the top four do you well it would take something special like every other team in college football having you know two losses they would have to be that right. fourth team and you know that could happen this year because i think the big 12 is way more balanced than it has been in the last few years with oklahoma being right. so good and then the pac 12 you know we've talked in past about utah i really like utah but outside of them i don't see anybody going undefeated in that conference i was going to so, say i think for the pac 12 for anyone to get in they're going to have to be yeah, undefeated 100 percent. they would have to go undefeated or i mean something just crazy happened even though utah see. has an easy enough schedule yes. Yeah, they That's could. An option. They, I think Utah has a real good chance. In fact, we, if you watch, um, as far as picking a team to win it all this year, I actually think Utah has a chance to win it all because to me, you got to get in to the Final Four to get into the playoffs. So that's not right. a, a terrible thing. <laughs> I think they have a, an adv advantageous schedule to get in. And that's kind of like when some of these other teams are talking about. But I think Georgia, the problem with Georgia here is that Georgia plays such an easy schedule, easier than, say, Alabama, Auburn, and LSU, that mm -hmm. side of the conference, and those are definitely the best three out of that side, um, that they could run the table. If they lose, it's going to just take something special. Maybe it would be like last year where Georgia was up most of the game, and then you could make that argument. But that would take probably the Big Ten having a down year. Right. I can't see three years in a row that Ohio State or Michigan's not going to, or, or another Big Ten. The problem I have with Ohio State is they had Dwayne Haskins last year and they still didn't get still in. Didn't get in. Yeah. So now they have a transfer quarterback in Justin Fields who yeah. couldn't even be the starter at Georgia. So that's a big load to carry, especially in your first season as the starter there. Well, plus 275 on Ohio State, not a whole lot of value, like you said, with an inexperienced quarterback. They do return a, you know, Ohio State, you talk about recruiting. Ohio State is usually mm -hmm. one, two, three with. Um, both Clemson, Alabama, and I would throw Georgia in there. So those those four have been the best. And LSU, too, have been pretty good in recruiting. But 
they when you have that unstab- instability at quarterback, I think that is why. And a new head coach. And a new coach. Yeah, although he was offensive corner. And at least right. last year he but did get. But it's not uh, Urban Meyer. What did he get? Four games last year? I think he got yeah, four he, games. Four I think he won all yeah. of them. Yeah, I think his last game was TCU when they but were behind. But he was and came operating back. under the blueprint of Urban right. Meyer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they said Urban Meyer was calling it halftime of those games to give him, you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, don't so get it. So he has the training excited. wheels on. But I. I don't think coaching. I think coaching sometimes can be a little overvalued in college I, football, for correct. sure. And I think Alabama and Clemson. It's it's more about they're just so good at quarterback, but their depth. Both of these guys lost the backups. Uh, right. Both Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. In fact, all three of the yep. favorites. Every, all their backups transferred. So injuries. And we were just talking. Uh, I believe it's that's at, why Jalen Hurts was on my mind because we were talking about Jalen Hurts if right. he gets. Uh, or no, we were talking about Tua. Tua, I'm right. Sorry, right. We were talking if about Jalen Hurts too. But if Tua gets hurt, where does that leave Alabama? Big trouble. Big trouble because although they have such talent at the running back position, right? You would think in a, in a usually an offensive line, an offensive line, and their defense is good, so you don't have to score a ton of points. But Alabama, you're only winning uh, national championship is all that matters. So right, that to me is is the question here, and that's what we're talking about here, making the playoffs. And so, man, if it takes one injury, could could uh, really upset everything there. So what I would say is, when you're looking at this, you have to go with a little longer shot because if an injury happens, at least I want to get paid on it. And for me, the 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 one I really like the best is Texas at plus six hundred. Because I think Texas is is actually finally overcame that Oklahoma, the big brother there. So I think they're finally back on top there. And then I would go to Auburn at plus 800 because I think Auburn, they've proved in this Nick Saban domination era that they can be and beat Nick Saban. But then, unfortunately, some of these times, then they fall short in the SC championship game. The only way I see Auburn beating Alabama is if Tua gets hurt because Tua brings so much to that offense. Like we said, they have so much talent around him. Their run game, uh, even their receivers are incredible in their offensive line. But we've seen Alabama win national championships with system quarterbacks, A.J. McCarron, which I know a lot of people don't like to give him a whole lot of credit. But, I mean, he made the throws. He made the completions. Uh, But without Tua, he brings a lot to their offense in a fact that he's dynamic. He can make plays with his legs. He's accurate, he's got the deep ball, and that's why he's a top NFL prospect. Well, I think Auburn, the, the advantage with Auburn versus, say, Georgia in my book is that Auburn plays a really tough schedule. So if Auburn runs through, the last game of season is always the Iron Bowl against Alabama. Right. If they lose that game, and it's close, I think there's a chance they still get in. Alabama got in losing to they Auburn. They should. If right. they do is another issue right. because I think – Number one, it's going to be really hard for Auburn to win all their games because they do play uh, in the SEC West. I'm not sure if they're playing on the road at some of these places uh, like Texas A&M. That's really hard to go there uh, and get a win on the road, especially at LSU. Uh, So I'd have to look at their schedule a little bit more. But I'm going to disagree with you on the Texas call just because I don't think they can get past Oklahoma this year. I know you don't have a whole lot of faith (laughs) in Jalen Hurts. You think he hasn't won the job yet. You know what? I think you're wrong because I don't think he would go there if he didn't win the job. I think there's a chance. I, th- I think he's still going to be – well, he'll either win the job or they'll be, they'll play two quarterbacks. I mean, he's not going to go there and set. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, he even played a lot, obviously, last year because more they were, they were winning a lot of games. But they Oklahoma, were up by 30. Yeah. They're gonna, Oklahoma, usually, they're the lopsided games as well. So he could play either way. But I just think – I don't know. He doesn't pass the ball. He's not a dynamic passer. That's why Tua overtook him. 
And I think that's going to be the one thing. I mean, Texas has the big – remember when they won last year? They won the first matchup, and then they lost right. in the championship game, in the Big mm -hmm. 12 championship game, was because of the huge receivers that Texas have. They could not stop them. It was only Oklahoma outscoring them. And there's nothing that's gotten fixed. Oklahoma's defensive backs and secondary is, are still super small, and Texas receivers are huge. I like Texas to win the Big 12 championship. I just don't know if – they can run the table so that they deserve to be in the, you well, know, Well, somebody the, has to get those bottom two spots. Right. Notre Dame certainly didn't deserve it last year, I don't think. And we kind of saw that when they got exposed by Clemson, even though Clemson won the whole thing and they beat Alabama. Uh, so, I mean, I think those bottom two spots are wide open because Alabama and Clemson, yeah. But uh, the SEC, like I mentioned before, there's a lot of cannibalism when it comes yeah. to the SEC. Uh, so that's going to be a problem for Georgia and also other teams in the SEC West. Well, Notre Dame still has a chance this year, and the reason why is because they play half of the um, the ACC every year, and the ACC is so down this year that Notre Dame, you know, kind of by default, if they if they run the table again, they're probably going to get in because one, they're a big name team, even though they didn't look good in the last two bowl games and in the uh, championship game last or in the uh, uh, playoff game, but. I think Notre Dame has a shot, but I'm going to go with Texas at plus 600 and um, Auburn at plus 800. All right, those are Craig's picks. When we come back, we're talking NFL win totals here on Picks and Parlays Radio after the break. And we're back. On Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline and Broadcast Network. As always, we hope you follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find, and we always appreciate your feedback. Right now, let's get to some NFL win totals with Sean Higgs. Sean, let's start with the Steelers. Uh, always a force in their division. They've won a ton of division titles, but you know what? Everybody's talking about the Browns this season. I see Baker Mayfield on the headlines every season. Do you see the Steelers as maybe being the team to beat, not the Browns? Or do you see it the other way? I, uh, nice to be back, Chels. And I absolutely love the Steelers to win this division. Because as you said, the hype is all over Cleveland here. But you know what? For me, how do you not give any respect to, let's face it, Big Ben's a Hall of Famer. This franchise knows how to win. When's the last time Cleveland won? 1989. There you go. I mean, so until I see something, and listen, ODB's great. Landry's good. They got running backs. If uh, Duke comes back, defense, they got some playmakers. That's all fine and dandy, but show me something. You know, you're tying games. You're, you're just not over the hump yet. And right. Pittsburgh, I don't want to hear, okay, Brown's not there. That's all right. They got Juju. No running back. He sat out all last year. That's okay. Didn't affect him one bit. Uh, Tomlin, yeah, James Conner's been really good. I, not bad. You gotta, you know, that shows me what kind of team this is. They could just plug people in, and they've just been doing this for the last twenty years. Uh, and I, I look at the division odds here. It's basically you might be able to get them a little bit of plus money, but I'm looking at a couple other prop bets here where I'm thinking that Big Ben's going to be throwing the juju a lot, and I'm looking for a big year from him. You can get him at two hundred to one here. When I went down to uh, uh, Caesars here, they had it just two weeks ago. 201, I could see him going for like 20 touchdowns and 15, 16, 1700 yards, something really big here because I think Ben's going to zoom in on him. He's going to be his prime target. And again, Pittsburgh, historically, always a solid team. 
both right. sides of the ball. Cleveland has been malcontents, up and down. You know, I don't I know. Don't I'll take Pittsburgh Cleveland as a dog. Putting it together this soon, because even when LeBron James went yeah. to the Miami Heat, they started that season nine and eight, and that was with the big three, and that's a totally different game. And that's basketball where three players really make or break your team. I just don't see Cleveland putting it together this quickly. And you've also, coaching matters in the NFL. If you look at the top teams, uh, Belichick, um, Sean McVay, who's a savant, like I know he's young, uh, but he's incredibly smart. It, it seems like coaching and front office matters. And I think that's a plus for the Steelers. I know a lot of people don't care too much for Mike Tomlin. I think there's some discord there. Uh, but he has had success, and the Steelers overall, their front office, has done what it takes to have a winning ball club for so many seasons. Well, you know, Tomlin's had had some questionable decision-making over the, over, the, over the years, but I'm taking his full body of work over a couple miscues. And as you said, you talked about LeBron. How about, like, the old Eagles dream team a few years ago when they're like, oh, Michael Vick's there. They, you know, we're the dream team. What happened to that team? That falls apart. Takes time to gel, and that's in all sports. Maybe a little faster in, in, in football because it's not like a basketball thing where one guy's dominating the ball, he's got to share a little bit. But there's still a lot of growing pains here. You got a young quarterback, you got a lot of egos. I mean, ODB comes in with a, an entourage of ego on, with him. So, I mean, <laughs> and we've Baker already Mayfield seen, right? has I mean, been in the headlines every big, week. This guy's chugging beers on ESPN. I mean, come Which on. That, I don't personally listen, have a problem with him chugging beers, but I either. just don't want people to think that he's a better quarterback because of it. Because it has it, exactly. nothing to do with on-field play. Yeah, he's likable, but what has he done? He's done nothing so far. I mean, he's been good, uh, but I think the leap from winning a few games when nobody's expecting you to be good is totally different than having the spotlight on you and performing under that spotlight. Well, he's definitely got the bullseye on his back now, showing off For like sure. he's uh, like a four-time MVP or something. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, even even Cincinnati's going to want to get up and play these guys. I mean, they, right. you know, he disrespected Hugh or whatever last year, walked, whatever that is. Those players are still going to be like, yeah, screw this guy. Who are you? you got a year in the league. You're, right. You know, you're the so enemy. You're on the other sideline. To cut you off, sorry, a little bit, uh, let's talk about the Steelers because I know we can't talk about the Browns the whole time when we're talking <laughs> about the Steelers. Uh, it seems to me Big Ben is so much better when he has a good run game. Do you see uh, the run game being good for the Steelers this season? Well, does it have to be just a little bit better than last year? I think last year more defensively they ran into some problems besides the off-field headaches of Bell and uh, Brown bringing drama to the mm -hmm. locker room. But uh, I, listen, this Connor, whoever's back there, they're going to get their 1,000-plus yards. Again, this is a passing league now, so you need just to draw some defense in a little bit, keep them honest. And when you got Juju Smith out here and Big Ben, he's going to find the open man. Let's be honest. The guy's a Hall of Famer, and my big concern with him is more health. You know, he goes yeah, down Yeah, he has that walking injury, boot on that he always seems to have you know, on. That's, yeah, <laughs> always seems, you know, in some kind of cast or something. But he's an animal. The guy's a beast. He, he plays well, the Well, and he's also just a big like physical guy. I mean, it's hard to take him down, and he's not some frail, uh, wilted flower, even though he always seems to have a cast or a boot on. Uh, he's a big physical guy. He's getting a little long in the tooth, though. He's, a, you know, he's getting mid to late 30s <laughs> now. So now, yeah, you know, I mean, come on. He does, he's taking hits at 29. is different to taking him at 36. Right, and Big Ben uh, getting older is not the same as Tom Brady getting older and Drew Brees getting older. 
because it seems to me that those guys almost get better with time because their strength is their knowledge and their experience and the way they read defenses. Because if you look at Tom Brady's numbers, he's really not that incredible. If you look at last season, he had a, a lower passer rating than Kirk Cousins. But you know what? When it comes to the two-minute drill, he gets it done. He knows what to do. And his team has a lot of faith in him, and for good reason. And also, you know, the two guys in, in Breeze and Brady, they're not taking shots like Big Ben. Big Ben right. still standing there. Those guys are like, ah, oh, just throw that out. Don't hit me, please. <laughs> Big Ben doesn't care. Well, and if Tom and Brady takes him. a hit, the referees are getting an earful. A flex. All right, so let's get to uh, the win total for the Steelers. We've been talking about them for a long time, but we need to get to our I, pick. What do you have on the Steelers? I like the over. I like the over nine here. Uh, they got some tough games at home. I think Seattle comes to town, but these are games they should win. I got them for a definite six, and some of the toss-up games they can win here. Over nine looks good. Division odds look good. Uh, playoffs for sure. And that's what I'm, you got Cincy in this division, who maybe they're a little – re-energized uh, with a new coach, but I don't see much out of them. Baltimore, we'll see what Lamar could do in his second year. Again, the hype on Cleveland. This is the Steelers division lose. I think everybody's just all excited about the Browns. Everybody's overlooking Pittsburgh, who's apparently always a top, what, three team, one, two, right. three team here in the AFC. I yeah, mean, and I think uh, the drama's gone for them. Him. They don't have AB. They don't have... Le'Veon Bell. So I think those distractions out the window are a good thing. So you're taking uh, the win total as being over nine wins for the Steelers, just to recap. Uh, also, Sean Higgs. Over nine, yes. You are top NFL handicapper for picks and parlays last season. So we're doing a little special for the viewers, for the listeners. It's $525 for all of Sean's picks for this season. It's a nice little special. He was our best handicapper last season. So that's a good deal. Uh, congrats on that, by the way. Uh, oh, Sean. That was actually, I think, that was two years ago I was number one. Last year, I think I was number five. Two, two years ago I was one. Last year, five, I believe. Oh, well, we were trying to hype right. you up, but. <laughs> I, I give you the truth. Hey, listen. Okay, so you were one of our top years, handicappers. <laughs> yes. All right, so let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they have a new offensive coordinator. They have a new quarterback in Nick Foles. Do you see the Jaguars improving this season? I do. I actually like the Jaguars a lot here. Um, you got Foles coming in. The guy's a Super Bowl champ. He's a winner. The players love him. Clear upgrade over Bortles. And, you know, you don't need him to be awesome. He doesn't have to right. be awesome. He just has to be consistently okay. Not right. even good. He just has to be okay. Yeah, the you quarterback know? play from the Jaguars has been so bad for the past, Four, what, eight yes. years? And for the past five years, they've had Blake Bortles, who's never had a passer rating over 90, and he's never had a season uh, with less than double-digit interceptions. So, like you said, he doesn't have to be Tom Brady. Nick Foles just has to be decent. Absolutely. Two years ago, AFC Championship game this team. Now they right. have a quarterback who's actually won that championship game and a Super Bowl to boot. And well, hopefully he gets a healthy the Jaguars uh, defense Fournette. has been good. Spectacular. The defense is probably one of the best in the league. You know, you got some playmakers back there and uh, Bouye, Ramsey, uh, Josh Allen kid's pretty good on the line. Miles Jack. I mean, they have guys who can play. So I'm not worried about the defense. Right. I'm just thinking it is a tough division. So you got to look at the total picture with Jacks. Everybody's high on the Colts. 
all right, I, I, I'm not this high as everybody else. Uh, Texans, I, th I think they're going to come down a little bit because they got so lucky and win some games last year, overtime games, bad right. coaching on the other side of the field. And then Tennessee, who I really don't know what to expect, but they sure as heck played Jacksonville tight every year. But right. I'm so gonna go what's over the win wins. total for the Jags? It's eight. The total's eight. Oh, that's but a lot. I'm going to go over because I think, yeah, well, I mean, you might find a seven and a half somewhere laying some juice. Uh, I think they're winning. It's nine to two to win the South. I, I like it because I think everybody's overlooking the defense, which is still very good. I think last year they might have just gave up. They ran out of steam. They're like, you know what? This isn't it. So maybe not giving 100 percent. It was just a, a rough year all around. But now they, you bring in a Super Bowl champion to lead your team. I think they're like re-energized. Forget it. Again, two years ago, championship game. Bortles has been terrible. Foles just has to be okay. He doesn't have to be right. super. He has, doesn't have good. to do a I mean, lot. Good. So you're taking over. Uh, they'd have to win the division to win nine wins, correct? Uh, yeah, probably because I don't think everybody else would be eight and eight between Texans and uh, Colts. But yeah, Jags over. Hey, let's go 10 wins for the Jags. I'm, I got All right, the there Jags. you have it. Sean Higgs is taking the Jags to win uh, over eight games. Those are our picks for the NFL win totals. We're back after the break with baseball. Stay with us. Attention to any. And we're back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. And we are here to talk some baseball. Finally, in this segment, we've got Chip Chirimbus. Chip Chirimbus. I always stutter oh. on your name. Chip, how are you doing over there? I'm doing well, Chelsea. Coming off a nice uh, five and one run the last two days in Major League Baseball. And I'm looking forward to some great games today. And we're looking to give it everything we've got. All right, let's knock on wood. <laughs> but it's Chelsea. a day in the life, Chelsea. Nobody wins every single day, but it's nice when you but do. But you've got to appreciate the wins when you yes, do have them. Absolutely. All right, so let's start with the Oakland A's and the Chicago Cubs. Brett Anderson on the mound for the A's. And John Lester taking a bump for the Cubs last night. A very entertaining game between these two. The Cubs won at 6-5 after barely holding off a late inning uh, eighth inning push from the A's. What do you see tonight? I, I see a, a really tough road team. The Oakland A's 22 and 10 in the last 32 on the road against a great home team. The Cubs this right. year have struggled on the road. Chelsea, they have the worst record in the National League on the road. I believe they're 21 and 32, but at home, they've been a juggernaut. As a matter of fact, with Lester on the mound, he's won his last five starts at home, and out of his last seven starts he's had five wins no losses even though he is nine and seven on a year with the 3.96 era he has been the veteran that comes through when the cubs need him he's keeping them close they're still in the hunt for not only the division lead but the wild card and you know um the cubs have played so well behind him they've gone 18 and 7 in his last 25 home starts and on the other side of the coin we've got brett anderson starting for um the oakland a's he's also nine and seven his ERA is just a fraction higher than Lester's at 4.04. A's are 7-3 in his last 10 starts and 6-2 and overall and 6-2 and in their last eight interleague matchups. Some teams just don't seem to play well in interleague games, and maybe it's the matchups they end up with. Some teams do very well. Oakland seems to be able to rise up and play against their opponents. In this contest here, you know, with these two great pitchers, there are two pitchers that have, have been very effective right the um the under has gone under uh, the under has held up <laughs> nine of the last 
eight games in Chicago with one push. So it's 8-1-1 one, and one to the under in their last 10 at home. And um, Oakland just seems to be able to put up enough runs no matter where they are. They're so a scrappy team. They're a it very just seems like they're team. always contending. Even last night, they were down uh, three or four runs. Yes. And in the eighth, they put up three runs. Uh, Steve Sishek came in, I think, for the Cubs and gave up back-to-back -back home runs, including uh, to Nick Martini, who is from Chicago. His right. family was there. That was very entertaining to watch. But he's a young guy. He's not uh, some huge slugger that's some big name. Uh, they're having guys come in and perform off the bench in pitch hitting situations. So they've got a lot of depth, the A's, and they're not a team that people like to talk about, but they're good. They are. The problem is they play in the same division as the Houston Astros, and I think that's their problem, but they're still definitely uh, in contention for that wild card. They are a contender, and that was a great scene last night with him hitting two home runs after returning back home. But you mentioned it, the nemesis for the Cubs this season has been their bullpen. And they have struggled with in late innings, and they've mm -hmm. blown a number of late games. Uh, they blew two in two days against the Cardinals with late inning leads, 3-1 and 2-1 going into the 8th and ninth. So they're going to have to shore up at that. Kimbrough's going down, but I, I can see Chicago coming through here um, on, at home because of the numbers that they stack up when Lester's on the mound. So what's the what's the money line on that? I, I believe that Chicago's about a dollar thirty-five, a dollar forty, a dollar forty. You know, I wouldn't even mind playing Oakland plus the plus the runs here. This is a um, this isn't a come get me game where you're definitively on one side or the other. As a matter of fact, I'd, I would tell you, Chelsea that Oakland would be my side here and not Chicago. I misspoke earlier, but that's because the A's are so tough on the road with this twenty-two and ten record. I'll stick with the A's here. Right, and the A's, they almost won last night. They, they were like one I, run away. Like I said, they're, they're gritty, they're tough. You mentioned it, they're really gutty, and they're going to give you everything they have right to the very end. So I don't have any problems taking a shot with them here. They're going to be you're going to get a price back with it. Uh, this isn't a play where we're going to go out and step out and, and claim it's the, the play of all time, but maybe they'll be worth a shot here. All right, so let's move on to the Cardinals and the Dodgers. They played last night, and the Dodgers whooped up on them. Uh, eight nothing, I believe, was the score. And they even had a rookie pitching that he threw Goslin six shutout innings of two-hit ball. Uh, so it just seems like a wealth of riches when it comes, for, comes to the Dodgers because tonight they've got Kershaw on the mound. So he's a, a proven winner, 10-2, and 2.85 ERA. Uh, what do you see from the Cardinals and Dodgers tonight? Well, you know what? We see a lot of the same thing from the Cardinals and Dodgers. Chelsea, this is the, the definitive game between these two in the all-time series. Their series opened up in 1892. They played oh, wow. two, 2,060 <laughs> games, Chelsea, and they're both tied right now, 1,030 wins, 1,030 wins. This will be the definitive game that decides who's better, the Dodgers I or the Cardinals. I wonder if they know that. That's crazy. 1892? <laughs> yeah, 1892 was their first matchup, and they're dead even coming into tonight. Wow. So tonight's like the seventh game of the World Series, I guess, for That's them. your history but tidbit of the day. How about that? And, you know, um, Dodgers are going to be starting their number three starter this year. Uh, that's Clayton Kershaw. That's how deep their staff is. Kershaw's 10 and 2 on a year. In ERA under 3, 2.85. At home, totally unbeatable. In 11 starts, he's 7 and 0 oh at home. The Cardinals, of course, have one of the richest histories in the National League. They've won more World Series than any other team except the New York Yankees, of course. And that's at 10. And the Cardinals will be sending um, Mikolos. And Miles last year had a phenomenal year for the Cardinals. 
seven and 11 this year, and the dice aren't rolling his way. His ERA is 4.0, and he has not had outstanding stuff the entire season. Been waiting for him to hit that patch. You know, Chelsea, it happens a lot with pitchers where they'll get up to a slow start, they'll go mm -hmm. six or eight starts, and then all of a sudden they'll find their rhythm and they'll be able to shut teams down over a long period of time. He hasn't come to that. He does have seven wins, but it just hasn't happened. In his last four starts, he's 2-2 two and two with a 2.0 ERA since the All-Star break. So maybe we'll see some signs of life out of him. And the Dodgers with Kershaw here are so tough. The Dodgers are 40 Three and ten in their last 53 at home. I was going to say they're one of those teams that are really tough to beat uh, at home, and especially with that lineup kind of firing on all cylinders. Cody Bellinger, Jock Peterson, they have so many hitters that they can take it out of the park and really uh, get the score up in a matter of minutes. I, uh, so I'm just wondering what the value is on the Dodgers because it can't be that great. Right? No, it, it, it can't be. And I have there's no question in my mind here. Um, that the Dodgers have the best lineup in the National League. And uh, if it wasn't for the Astros moving to the American League, those two would be fighting it out most likely. But, I, you know, the Dodgers, will they win at the end of the season, in the postseason when it's most important? You know, they've certainly maligned Kershaw, much as they did Tom Seaver when he used to pitch for the Mets, and they'd get in the playoffs. And it just seems like, for one reason or another, the big game pitcher hasn't been able to get that big game win. And maybe his team didn't score, or he didn't right. have a great night. And Kershaw has been effective, but he hasn't been that great in the postseason. But this and, is not a postseason game. No, and he's, and he's only seven. In the he's only season. seven and five lifetime against these Redbirds, oh, and um, that's gotcha. probably one of his lowest records you might see. The Cardinals are so gritty and so tough. I find it tough to um, to lay the Dodgers at any point in time. Right. Um, it's just a high price you have to pay. Um, we're re waiting for Mikolos to come up and, and really start giving us some stellar performances. We haven't quite seen it as of yet. Chelsea, maybe the way to go here would be to play the under because Kershaw's ERA solo. But then again, Kershaw has a way of being whisked out of games in the sixth inning or the seventh inning and that complete <laughs> game. And relying on bullpens nowadays, as you know, is really a harrowing experience. So um, I th I'd see this game here um, either play the under or if you want to take a shot with St. Louis and, and the fact that they're a gritty, gutty team as well. But otherwise, um, the Dodgers are the best in the National League, and their lineup is the strongest out there. And with against a pitcher that they have against Mikolos here, I'd have to lay it before I take it, and most likely I would play it safe with the under. Okay, so we're <laughs> taking the under in the Cardinals-Dodgers yeah. game. Right. Uh, next up, I went out of order. I'm sorry. That's better, right? <laughs> Uh, on my notes here, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's Jake Arrieta, 8-8 eight eight with a 4-4-4 ERA against Mike Leake, the newly acquired Mike Leake. 9-8 uh, with a 4-2-7 ERA. I will say he was a Sun Devil. He went to Arizona State, so Phoenix is not new to him. Uh, thoughts on this game? Well, first off, a lot of symmetry to um, Arietta's record. He is 8-8 eight and eight with a 4.444 ERA going on forever. <laughs> he has had a lot of soreness and stiffness in his right elbow this season. Well, he has bone spurs and, in his elbow. And, you know, we've seen how dominant he could be, and he hasn't been that pitcher, at least not this season. Um, and there is an anomaly about this matchup that I'm going to bring up before it's over. And Mike Leake, of course, um, has been pitching some of his best baseball in years now with Seattle, who can't seem to get out of their own way after a great start. And 
that had the worst record in baseball after going 13-2 and two to start the season. Anyway, Leak is now making his initial start. And we had talked about last time about pitchers making their transition and their first starts for a new club. Mm -hmm. And there's always seems Chelsea to be a little bit more pressure on them. They're in a situation. They want to impress their teammates. They want to get off on a good foot. And um, so Mike Leak might be in that situation before. And, you know, he has had seasons with the National League where these teams just racked him day in and day out when he pitched for Cincinnati. And um, he had he struggled at times with control and posting a winning record. Uh, the thing is, coming into this series, Arizona had dominated this Philadelphia ball club. They had won 12 of 16. Yesterday, we were fortunate enough to have Philadelphia as our lead play, and they came out and they won easily over the Diamondbacks. But the anomaly I have for you here, and I had to write this down because it's, it's funny and I don't know if it has anything to do with sports or baseball <laughs> or karma or whatever. But Philadelphia is 8-0 in their last eight Tuesdays. Oh. The Diamondbacks are 2-10 in their last 12 Tuesdays. So there it is. It's an easy winner. This is easy. We take Philadelphia. It's a Tuesday. I mean, that's, Tuesday, a that's the best way to handicap that this is. one. I wonder if it's, a, it's not a travel day, I suppose, just because now, they played last night. I, who knows why? You know, some teams you can see on a Sunday night or even on a Monday or first game that when they return home after a road series or, or if they're looking at getaway day, they might be a little distracted. But a Tuesday night is, like I said, it's an anomaly that I, I couldn't figure. Why well, a team would be 0-8 or 8-0, another team would be 2-10. But that's a good enough reason to come up with a winner. Right, and uh, these two teams are fighting for a wild card uh, position. The Phillies, the Nationals, and the Diamondbacks, I, f I believe, are all in the hunt. Even though the Diamondbacks seemed to be sellers uh, since they got rid of Grinky, even though I think they did that just to dump his contract. So I wouldn't necessarily call them sellers, but it just seems like the Phillies and the Nationals are kind of more involved and more... I don't know, two feet in when it well, comes to trying to compete. It, it may be because of that Bryce Harper trade with those two, but I agree with you. The Diamondbacks, I never anticipated even to be in the hunt. Right. They got rid of Goldschmidt. Uh, now they get rid of Granke. And, you know, there may be some underlying reasons that this Granke was ousted. Uh, we know he's had, had emotional problems and couldn't pitch in certain situations. And there may be a locker room effect as well. But... I think it was mostly the Astros a, certainly hope not. No, no, it was mostly a salary dump. I would take right. him on I would take him on my team at any point in time and we'd work through those issues because he well, I is think it one was more tough guy. I think it was more the salary just because yeah. he was eating a lot of that salary space for the Diamondbacks and it's for a team that is probably not going to be a World Series contender and a team like right. the Astros they can pay that money and they don't care even though they're paying a ton of money already for their pitchers but they want to win it this year the time is now for them so i see the urgency there for them uh so what's your pick on this one well i thought i think that was a great move by the way by the astros to, to get Grinky. i think it really solidifies their chances and and he's the big ace they're going to need against the yankees if they face them because right. the yankees don't have the pitching depth so Grinky, um who just lost to the yankees the day he was traded um, I think it's a big addition there. But as far as this um, concept between Philadelphia and Arizona out there, I'm going to stick with Philadelphia again. This, this Arietta, he is a gamer when he's healthy. And I'm looking for Leak to have, say, an out-of-body experience here his first time out with a new club under um, foreign conditions or situation. All right, those were our baseball picks. If you stay with us after the break, we're recapping all of our picks. Back after the break. And we're back on this Tuesday afternoon here on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, as I am every day, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, 
If you want to join us every weekday, we are here talking sports, talking betting. Uh, also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Join in on the conversation. We appreciate that too. Let's get to all of our picks today. Uh, if you aren't paying attention or if you're just now joining us, have no fear. We've got you covered. First off, Craig Trapp uh, joined us to talk college football playoff future odds. He is liking the value picks with Auburn and with Texas. Plus 800 for Auburn and plus 600 for Texas. Uh, moving on to NFL win totals. The Jaguars, we have them going over eight wins. We have the Steelers going over nine wins. That's according to Sean Higgs. Uh, so a lot of love for the Steelers there in the same division as the Cleveland Browns, which a lot of people like, but you know what? We're not taking it. In uh, baseball picks with Chip Cherimbus, Philadelphia at Arizona. We're taking Philadelphia plus 135. And the Oakland A's at Wrigley at the Cubs. We're taking Oakland plus 135. And then St. Louis at LA, the Dodgers. We're taking the under in that one. Eight and a half runs is the over under. We're taking the under because the Dodgers are a great team, but you know what? You just don't get much value with them. Uh, so that's the plays we're taking as always. We appreciate you listening, watching, uh, commenting on Facebook. We appreciate you guys. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're here every day, one Pacific for Eastern. If you want to join us every weekday, we're talking more college football, more NFL, and of course, our daily baseball picks. We've got you covered every weekday on Picks and Parlays Radio. Come back tomorrow and join us. Bet, win, repeat. We're back tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.